welcome back to the Amplified Word, brought to you by Christ Episcopal Church in Dayton, Ohio. It's a conversation and a deeper look at the lessons for the upcoming Sunday from the Women's Lectionary by Will Gaffney. We invite you to come along as we lift up the women of the Word. Today we're taking a look at the lessons for the sixth Sunday of Easter. Our lessons come from the book of Sirach, chapter 14, verses 20 through 27, Psalm 19, verses 7 through 10, the letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, and the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 27, verses 45 through 54. Today we're really focusing and talking about the wisdom text and the psalm. Wisdom is often personified in the text. Wisdom has characteristics that we can identify with and characteristics that seem beyond us. How is God working in our world? How does God speak to us, guide us, lead us? How does God comfort us? God works in our world as wisdom, as the Holy Spirit, as a God that we can understand and relate to. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Amplified Word. We're up to Easter 6 already and we only have just a few more sessions remaining in Season 1. I'm the Reverend Peter Holmeyer here at the Rector here at Christ Episcopal Church. I'm Mary Jane Floaty, the Program's Assistant. We're glad you're with us. Um, Yeah, by my count, three more episodes of this. Uh, Gaffney does something that is unusual with the Easter readings, particularly changing them in which what we use as our readings. Can you tell us what that is that she's up to, Mary Jane? Yeah, so you've probably noticed if you've looked at any of the listings for these episodes that when you would traditionally have the first lesson come from Acts of the Apostles, the book of Acts, as we often call it, these have all come from Sirach. Right. um, Wisdom of Ben Sirach. Yeah. Ecclesiasticus whatever you want to call it. So these have all been wisdom texts and the option is given in the lectionary. Um, Dr. Gaffney gives whoever is using it the the choice. This is in Dr. Gaffney's Um, lectionary. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so she has included both. She does have an alternative translation of the Acts lesson, which again is traditional and really can be great for the season of Easter. You know, it's hard to imagine that we've been through almost an entire Easter season without some of those good Easter Acts nuggets. Um, But the wisdom lessons, Peter, I think have done something really powerful for our, um, those of us who are using them to worship, those of us who are reading them um, in our conversations, they, they add something a little bit different. Right. Yes. Uh, One of the big parts of Dr. Gaffney's project 
that we've talked about repeatedly, and if you've been following along, you'll see for yourself, is her profound desire and one of the great aspects of our relationship with God to sort of open up how we interact and intersect and interrelate with, uh, the, with God. And so wisdom literature provides sort of different sets of characteristics than we might get out of other texts that we find in the sacred canon. And um, that, because one of the things that Gaffney is, you know, enticing us, sort of trying to draw us into, is further away from what has been traditionally considered masculine, uh, masculine language uh, around God, mm -hmm. which she does in all kinds of ways. We see it in the Psalms. We've talked about that already. But the wisdom literature, wisdom has been associated as an aspect of the Trinity mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Interestingly, I've heard it both described sometimes as an aspect of Jesus and as an aspect of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, isn't that fascinating? I'm not sure what your experience of that mm. has been one way or the other. Which also is just a reminder that, right, these are three aspects of one God. So... Yep, three persons and one being. And mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be too surprising if some, right. of the, some of the descriptions, you know, around the edges kind of blurred a little bit. I mean, that's even true with God the maker or the creator, of course, because when you read John, oh, yeah. it, ap I mean, it appears yeah. with the word, the logos, who we understand is Jesus, uh, the Christ, is the world is made through the speaking of the of of, of the, the what of what is the yeah. word, so you get a little bit of this blurring in yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. You can't divide these up the the persons of the Trinity without some overlap, right? There, this is a Venn diagram, not three separate bubbles, right? <laughs> right. Um, and I'm going to save Boy, all that of my is good. good theologically sound answer right there. Well, I was going to say even... I'm saving all of my um, <laughs> Trinitarian heresies for in a few weeks. We will send that one along with, um, with all of your now completed school applications. Yeah, so there you know go. That you understand uh, that but it. it's wisdom often is associated with the Trinity, right? But it's often Peter associated with softer yes. or gentle right. language. You exactly. oftentimes hear wisdom referred to as she. Right. Um, Absolutely. And. Just like we talked a little bit about expanding our use of pronouns for God, right? Yes. Early in this series especially, we talked a lot about when we're praying, do we use pronouns for God? What is our personal like choice on that? What are some of our church choices mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a community? Um, I think this is a good chance that we'll, ooh, Dr. Gaffney is giving us to... Uh, expand some adjectives that we use, expand some imagining that we do around interacting with something like wisdom, personifying wisdom. Yes, thank you. Right? And and so wisdom is this idea, of course, but wisdom is also this being mm -hmm. and and how do we interact and mm -hmm. what are they like and um who right. does she imagine wisdom is and what is she imagining that we might imagine wisdom is? All of these great things. You know, when you get into the Imagio Dei piece, yeah. when you get mm -hmm. into the image of God piece, then we really start to 
see how we have an active role in sort of the coming of the kingdom, uh, the enacting of God's desire for the world. Whereas sometimes the storytelling piece can also, the narrative pieces, which is what we would have gotten in the Acts reading, mm -hmm. can be inspirational. You can still use them as a place, as a launching pad, as a place of imagination sure. and creativity for your own life, for inspiration. But again, when you talk about characteristics, I love this, this language that you used. Then it becomes about our, then you can start to think about, well, how do I go about embodying that? Mm -hmm. And here we are in the season of the great embodying. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And so to have Absolutely. an opportunity to spend some time sitting is probably beautiful language because listening is another aspect of wisdom, sitting and listening to how wisdom is one of these beautiful aspects of God and a beautiful aspect of what we can do in the resurrection, alone yeah, and together. Definitely. And we're going to talk about the, the specifics of what we see in this Sirach reading um, when we come back for the break. But it's just been a gift. And if you haven't looked, you should check out this piece of text yourself. If you're not familiar with it, you will not find it in <laughs> some Bibles. You're going to need one yes. that's got the Apocrypha in it, friends. But it's most similar to Proverbs in that there's sort of an ancient Middle Eastern tradition of wisdom books where it's sort of, you know, it's, it's sort of well, collective wisdom that mm -hmm. to, about what a good life, what the aspects of a good life are and the parts that we can mm -hmm. interact with. So um, I, not, well, I wanted to say that because although this is the only week we've talked about it, and although it's, we're only having six Sundays where we're exposed to it, it's a wonderful thing to go and just reflect oh, it's on just gorgeous. a little bit on your own. And it's more, again, like reading, this is unfair. It's like poetry. Exactly. Yeah. This is unfair. This is a really, this <laughs> is a, this is going to be a, a very concentrated thing to say, but you could read it more like hopefully a good fortune teller Chinese, you know, little piece of paper. You don't have to put a lot of time in. Read a couple, close spend the book, spend some time with it. Yeah. Spend some time with it. And I always enjoy reading through wisdom literature so much more than just like reading through the Psalms sometimes. Okay. Psalms you can pick up and, and just read a few here or there too, right? Sure. But you might pick up one where someone's heart is being ripped out by wolves and drug into the pit. Wisdom literature is a little more gentle. There you go. So you need and, a little peace. And that gentleness is certainly absolutely an element of God, you know. It is easy. One of the things about the way the world has been constructed by the divine is that violence, damage, and destruction can happen incredibly quickly. It can happen almost overnight, but growth, wisdom, and care are built over time with attention. And so to have a little time that you spend with them helps us recognize those pieces of where God is drawing us in as well. And we hope that will help draw you back for the second half of our session in just a minute.
right, welcome back everyone. Um, before the break, we gave you a little bit of an intro and now we're gonna take a look at the actual text. Right. So this is um, chapter 14 verses 20 through 27 um, from Sirach. Let's take a look at the, the text here, Peter. Please. Um, what are some things that stand out to you? Uh, I, I think the verbs. Yeah, the okay, this is a great place to stand. Right? Yeah, start let's with start with some verbs. Here. Yep. Um, and this would be a wonderful thing, again, if you're not in the practice of this, go back and hear it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Find that and listen to it. So I'm not seeing verbs in here that look like uh, run or uh, fight or uh, build in, mm. in, or, you know, the verbs here have pieces that Passive is not the right word exactly, mm -hmm. but they are in a place where the verbs are ready to have you be in a place where you can sort of absorb, if yes. that makes sense. Yes. And that's why I'm focused on the verbs because wisdom, what it helps me understand, we'll, get, we'll look at the examples here in just a minute, is really largely historically about a building of experience over time but you could certainly have plenty of experiences and learn nothing from them mm -hmm. if you're not ready to absorb the lessons right. that they offer you right so we see these verbs in here about how we how it says happy is the woman or man and then it talks about these ways that they engage with wisdom yes um, so that's giving us a sense of that. And we see these beautiful mm -hmm. verbs again that are more of a space of open, um, absor again, absorbing or receiving mm -hmm. and before just, and not so much about um, just a clear delineation or action, but rather a place that permits there to be some sort of growth. So we've got meditates oh, no. right and then in that's and then in the next in the, in the next verse we've got both reflects and ponders mm -hmm. on her mysteries mm -hmm. you know this is one of the beautiful things about the wisdom literature is that it fits of course into this more meditative mystical aspect yes. of the divine Right. Um, which is absolutely a beautiful practice that goes from the ancient world to today among many, many faithful. The mystics are involved in these kinds of pieces as mm -hmm. well, right? Mm -hmm. So even then, then we move on to 23 and it peers through her windows. Now that, you know, um, but that's, that's a way of sort of having curiosity, you know? Yeah, looking in, but not, you're not necessarily in that space, yes. right? But you're, you're curious and, and you are... Exactly. And you're not trying to interfere. No. So let's, I mean, because yeah. peering in our culture can have, uh, you know, a, a yeah, not so great connotation. Yeah, sure. But I think the intent here is that you are not trying to be an actor that's changing as much as, again, you're taking in, right? Yes. So if you're looking in the window, think of it you're more as being an observer. Exciting. Yeah. I might think of it more as yeah, if you were exactly. sitting watching sure. someone who's interacting with someone, mm. you know, in a, in a modern um, clinical situation, sure. right? So you're yeah. peering in the window. Even the encamping that we see in 24, and then the lodging, which is a verb that's used in 25, mm -hmm. and then the sheltering, which is mm -hmm. used in 27, 
All of those again offer a space where you're being. They're、yes. more of an abiding, right? Right. Yes, all of this.、Mm-hmm. Um, we are just trying to be around、yes. what's happening. Yeah, we are are just the the one who is thinking about the one who is reflecting the one who is meditating. Just wants to be around wisdom,、yeah. and and I can think about people in my life that I just have wanted to sit and soak up every word that they had to say. Like you, wow, what are you saying? This is amazing. Yes. Just keep keep speaking. What what else do you think about? What else is is on your mind? What else do you do? And you just want to sit and listen, and you could do it for hours and hours, right? And I think that's the same thing: is this desire to just be with, and hope that in that process, we are being shaped,、yes. we are being informed and formed, we are、right. changing. Active listening. Because exactly because we are participating in this.、Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like, and it's. A little bit more of a action verb, maybe in this one, but in twenty-two, pursue her like a hunter,、yes. and in her paths wait. I think this、right. is such an interesting、um, juxtaposition of these two verbs.、Yeah. Like you're supposed to pursue someone, yeah. You're supposed to pursue wisdom just actively, right? Yeah, intentionally. Intentionally,、yeah. yes.、Mm-hmm. And a good hunter will tell you that you don't just start shooting willy nilly, right? Like it is. There's intentionality, and there's、mm-hmm. um, a lot of patience that happens in that. Yeah. And there's patience in this. We are going to be in her paths, but just wait.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a really lovely little passage that we get today. And it's a good reminder of what our relationship is to the divine、mm. around these pieces, right? Yeah, we've talked about this before that we live in a culture where、um, the dominative system is directing.、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now we we、right. talked about it in even more strong language than that. Often it's subjecting,、mm-hmm. right, or subjugating,、uh, yep. or dominating. But all of those are really forms of directing.、Mm-hmm. But this isn't about that. No. This is about, and it, th- this is still about being intentional. This is still about being active. But then it's about being in a place to receive. Yes. So, what do you think, Mary Jane? With that as our background, how is wisdom related to this season, this most important season of the church year? That's now、oh, getting、yeah. close to the end. How is it related to Easter and the resurrection? When we're using the, this wisdom language, these wisdom passages that we have been all season, is there's something perennial about it? Ooh.、Um, right. This is yes. We have one day that is Easter Sunday, and then we have. A season of fifty days that is the season of Easter,、right. but that this resurrection is continual. It is、yes. it is a moment, but it is also an eternity. Yeah.、Um, and the wisdom literature, at least as I've been experiencing it this season、um, through this lectionary, 
helps to sort of ground me in it's not just this fantastical story, mm. which it is, right? This is amazing. This is a great story of mm. Jesus, the Christ, uh, being raised from the dead. But this is something that is happening continuously yeah. within me, within all of creation, yeah. um, and that I'm invited to participate in. Yeah. I think that's something that, that the wisdom language is doing. It's, it's a perennial thing. It's yeah, continuous. I really appreciate that. Thank you for that piece of that. And you can carry from one season into the mm -hmm. next. So not seasonal, meaning that it has an ending and a beginning, but there's a layering, sometimes yes. the perennial piece, right? Yeah, yeah. You can, so you can carry, you can have a deeper appreciation of, I mean, why not just stick with perennial flowers as an example? It's, the same time it's perfect perennial. for spring. Sure, right. It's that yeah, time there of you year. go. Of even the most simple perennial flowers, the more times you've watched them live their life cycle, mm -hmm. right? And wisdom is something that is accumulated mm -hmm. largely through uh, seasons, which a perennial would be a season through multiple experiences. Right, there. yeah. Yeah, I, what, we do God and ourselves a disservice when we imagine that life is largely about a series of specific events that do not, that only follow one trajectory mm -hmm. and that they have only specific places where the dramatic happens. Whereas what really happens is we're more like the layering of an archaeological dig. Sure. You know, all yeah. the other pieces That's are in there. Yeah. Or even when you think about, you know, you may, we get a lot of negative language around modern culture for, well, a lot of it seems justified. But it's built on knowledge of those who came before us mm -hmm. and this permits us then you know there's no listening to to the amplified word before anyone had thought about how to um use ones and zeros to create right. a language yeah yeah which absolutely. you couldn't do before you'd figured out how to do radio transmissions which mm -hmm. you couldn't do before you'd understood how to how electricity work, which you couldn't do. You know, you can mm -hmm. sort of start following a chain yep. there. And and that the resurrection actually is not only a one and done event. It is an event which continues to unfold itself mm -hmm. the more time and right. the more seasons we allow ourselves to sit and listen to it. Yeah. You know, the the Paschal mystery, this mm. this great the idea of, I was going to say this great mystery, but it's, that seems silly to say this great mystery called the Paschal Mystery. Uh, but this great idea of the life and passion and death and resurrection of Jesus wrapped up together and yet separate and integrated into our daily life. It takes some wisdom to, to walk through through those right. and to reflect on those yes, it does. and to integrate those into your day right. and then your your weeks and your years you know um there are probably days and and maybe months in our life that we're able to really connect with a part of the paschal mystery right like right. i think there are some times that feel really good friday like <laughs> you might be experiencing that some of that in your life at some point um 
you, you will. You will, absolutely, yeah. But you, you will also experience um, Easter, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that there is, you need some wisdom. You need to be able to just sit at the feet of wisdom. Yeah. You need to be able to peer in um, and to be patient mm-hmm. with yourself, with God, with revelation, yeah. um, with others, to sort of see what that's going to bring. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Amplified Word. To learn more about the Women's Lectionary by Will Gaffney and our year-long formation programs, Women of the Word, we invite you to visit our parish website, DaytonChristEpiscopal.com.